good morning or afternoon or evening or middle of the night whenever you're listening to this it's currently 9 11 p.m for me i'm pretty sure i recorded my last episode at this time of night too but um i'm gonna get into productive timing in a bit when i talk about like what's currently going on in my life but i'm just gonna get into my inner my interview oh my gosh i can't think straight this is already chaotic episode and we're like not even a minute in but anyways welcome to the wellness journal podcast my name's taylor if you're new here if you don't know who i am um i'm 21 years old i live in british columbia canada and i am obsessed with all things health and wellness holistic living conscious living spirituality you know the whole the whole thing and um yeah i decided to make a podcast about it because why the heck not i also do youtube videos but those are a little more personal um i also haven't uploaded a video in a couple weeks or like a week so uh yeah i just have not been on my grind lately and i don't i don't know why well i do know why but uh i just set too many expectations for myself and uh i'm i'm trying to not let it get to me but i do need to learn to not set so many harsh expectations for myself so anyways yeah if i go a little ma for a couple weeks here and there i do apologize um it's just i got lots of stuff going on i got two jobs i've got this little side business i've got life uh, um you know family and stuff so it's just like a lot to balance but we're pu- we're getting through it i i'm doing it we're pushing through um yeah so i'm really excited about today's episode because it's something that um has really helped me along my journey and it's kind of like an intro to this topic because this topic is actually like a pretty big topic but it's just like a little a little part of it but anyways I thought that before we start I'm just going to talk a little bit about what's going on with me so yeah I talked about um doing doing like taking advantage of like the periods of time during the day where I'm most productive and I made a tiny little Instagram story about this last night because I have realized um semi-unfortunately I don't really know if it's a good or a bad thing that my most productive time is like 8 p.m to 11 p.m and usually that's when I'm like doing my night routine and getting into bed because I do wake up pretty early but honestly I am kind of just starting to run with it because I get the most work done in these hours and I find like if I don't do anything within these hours related to like my social media or my business or uh, house cleaning or anything then I don't get anything done. I tried to force myself to be productive like as soon as I got home from work and I just can't do it. I need to sit down. I usually get home around 6.30 or 7 like depending on when I'm off. Um... And I need time to sit down for, like, an hour and eat some food and, like, just, like, get out of work mode, basically, and just do nothing for a bit. Um, and so I guess my productive period is, like, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. And I'm kind of adjusting my night routine to kind of fix that. And I'm letting myself sleep in a little bit more also to, like, kind of make up for that. I also tried to force myself to be productive, like, 
in the morning during my morning routine and it just like wasn't working. I wasn't getting anything done because I'm just physically and mentally not productive. I guess this is my prime time. I'm also pretty productive at about 1 to like 2.30ish, which is when like that's like a kind of, oh my cat. <laughs> that's kind of like the time frame that my lunch break at work is usually in somewhere. So, and I like to get some work done on my lunch break. I'm sorry, my cats are making so much noise. I hope that it's not a huge deal. Um, they're just gonna be little, they're little co-hosts today, so I hope that's not a big deal. <laughs> um, I don't really edit my podcasts, so yeah. Speaking of editing podcasts, I know I talked about this in like an episode or two, and I talked about it on my Instagram. I interviewed my friend Julia. Um, she's one of my little Instagram besties. Julia, if you're listening to this, hi. Uh, my little fellow Scorpio sister. She, um... We did an interview at the beginning of this month, literally like 20 days ago, and I was going to upload it the week later, but I couldn't figure out how to, like, because we did it over a Zoom call, and I was trying to figure out how to, like, edit it and make it into, like, an audio file to upload it as a podcast, and it just, like, is not going my way, because, like, all of the electronic devices I have are pretty much all Apple and I'm very lucky I'm very very fortunate to say that like I'm very grateful for everything I do have like um everything I I have electronically is Apple except for my laptop I have like a little PC laptop and it's fine like I'm not really complaining I guess the job done um but it really is not, like, it doesn't seamlessly blend with the rest of my electronics. And that's why everyone who's, like, hardcore, an, like, an Apple bitch, like, everyone that loves Apple, usually has everything Apple. And I wish I could. I'm close. I'm probably going to buy a MacBook before I go to college uh, this fall, literally for this reason. But, like, yeah, it's just, this is so 21st century problems and, like, first world problems. But, like... Yeah, I am really working to try and get that episode up because I'm really, I really loved it and I really loved interviewing Julia and I know she's really excited for it to go up, but I just, yeah, it's really confusing. And if you have any tips, if any of you guys are little computer people, <laughs> please help me. I've so far figured out how to get it from my laptop to my phone and I have it uploaded to Anchor but I need to edit it because the first like 10 or 15 minutes is just like me sitting in the call waiting for her to come on. I don't know why I recorded that part but I did and then like there's like a little bit of us talking in the beginning that isn't really like really a part of the podcast. It's just like making sure our audio is working and stuff. Hi Salem. My cat is joining me. Um, So Anyways, yeah, that is why that episode hasn't gone up. What else has been going on? Last week, oh my gosh, last week was insane. It was so crazy. I don't know about you guys, but like yesterday, okay, yesterday was the full moon in Scorpio. And like I said, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> um, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, I just love being a Scorpio, okay? Um, my big three are I'm a Scorpio sun, a Pisces moon, and a Leo rising. And for some reason, I don't know if it's like a Scorpio thing, but those are like my three favorite signs. And 
Um, I'm just obsessed. I, I love being a Scorpio. I love Pisces and I love Leos. So like, I don't know. I'm just a little tooting my own horn. But the full moon in Scorpio really flipped my ass upside down last week. It was like such a long week. It was so busy. It was just so insane. I was kind of in a funk and I was just like emotional. I was also kind of on my period. Like my period was like a week early and I just like would had all these health things going on. It was just insane. It was everything all at once in one week and I was just like literally about to like have a full-blown breakdown and like live off grid oh my gosh sorry my cat like they have the zoomies right now so they're just going insane but um yeah I don't know about you guys but uh let me know if you had a crazy week as well like the week before the full moon um it was just not it I was not vibing and I know I was not the only one because a few of my coworkers also felt that way and some of my friends felt that way and it's just like yeah I don't know what was going on but this full moon is really sending us for a loop but that's okay I'm flowing with it I'm going with it and we're vibing and <laughs> we're getting better every day okay <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking so weird but I just I don't even know like I'm still trying to recoup mentally from last week like my brain is just no think no thoughts <laughs> nothing is in there so yeah sorry if I'm a little scattered um another thing this is kind of random but I just wanted to talk about it so I do talk about books quite a bit and in this episode I'm going to talk one, about one specific book quite a bit but um, I got onto like a book kick at the beginning of this year and I read something like five books in like two months. That's not a lot for some people, but for me, that's a lot. Usually I read like one book a year, two maybe, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was on like a big kick and I read some books. Granted, they were smaller books. They're still books. Um, and I have gotten about halfway through about four others because I just like keep getting to a certain point and then getting bored or like wanting to maybe read a different kind of topic or something. So um, Emma Chamberlain recently did a podcast episode and a YouTube video about her newfound love of books. And I know I'm literally like three years older than her or something. And it's weird because she's kind of just like a little sister, if you look at it that way to me. But her talking about her newfound love of books and how reading has began to change her life got me back on the reading grind and I am obsessed again. So I am currently reading um, the book I'm going to talk about today, which is Walking the Tiger by Peter A. Levine with Anne Frederick. Um, really good book about healing trauma. Um, probably my favorite book this year that I have read it's like everyone's favorite book, but is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I'm staring at it at my bookshelf right now. Obsessed. I'm probably going to reread that book maybe next month because it's just, it's just so good. And I went through it so fast and it had so many good life lessons in it. And the first time I read it, I didn't really um, like underline or highlight anything. Uh, so I kind of, I took away a lot of good stuff, but I really want to reread it and like 
intentionally read it and underline and highlight things that really um I just like burped I'm so sorry I have no chill on this podcast apparently (laughs) I am so sorry but anyways yeah I want to go through and like intentionally read it and like take some notes from it and everything so anyways last little personal topic I want to talk about is um the idea of going of of people that claim to be vegan or like identify as vegan switching to plant-based this is a hot take this is like um something really relevant in society I feel like right now a lot of the vegan youtubers that I watch are kind of slowly introducing different things like eggs into their diet again and a lot of people that I know to be vegan are coming out as just plant-based um for various various different reasons and I never fully identified as vegan I was already more plant-based but I was pretty much vegan for like a few months like I I have I don't even know how long it's been like six months or something like that um but I I just don't I don't know it's I it still resonates with me and all of the um like the morals and the lifestyle and everything still resonates with me and I still stand behind all of it there's just I've noticed I'm starting to get deficient in a lot of things and I already take a lot of supplements and I don't know I'm gonna work with a nutritionist and see what's gonna be right for my body um I am open to opinions like totally we can have a conversation about this on the Instagram if you want um I know it's like totally a hot take and uh, some people are very very opinionated about this um but it's just I like to be totally open and honest and like I said I apparently have no chill on this podcast (laughs) so um I think I just have no chill because I can't edit it I could but like if you literally listened before I'm not tech savvy at all and I can't figure out how because I literally just record and then upload on Anchor. Um, so anyways, yeah. That's just a little bit of like what's been going on in my head lately. Uh, so let's just get right into today's topic, which is the immobility response and trauma. Just kind of like a little introduction to healing our nervous system and opening up our mind to how we can heal trauma within the body without um, going through different all those different types of therapists and stuff. You still can, and I'm definitely not trying to say that you shouldn't or replace a therapist. I am not a medical professional. I have just done a lot of research on this, and it's something I'm very passionate about, and I love sharing this with people because it helped me so much to understand where my traumas come from and how I can begin to heal it or how I can change my perspective of it at least and so I just love to share it with other people totally do your own research um seek a therapist or a professional medical professional if you feel like you need it um I have absolutely nothing against therapy and medical professionals or anything although I do really love Um, like Chinese and alternative therapies, Chinese medicine and stuff like that. 
Um, I do personally go to therapy. I don't right now because I just, I'm in between trying to find a good therapist that actually suits me, but I've gone to therapy multiple times in my life and I do love it. Um, when I have the right therapist. So yeah, anyways. So the immobility response is what happens when we are faced with what is perceived as an inescapable or overwhelming threat. So it is important to remember that this response is involuntary. Um, This means that the psychological mechanism that governs this response resides in the primitive and instinctual parts of our brains and nervous systems. So that literally just means it's not under our conscious control. Um, I know I already said this in the beginning. I'm just going to say it one more time. Most of this information is from Walking the Tiger by Peter A. Levine. I mentioned this book earlier. Um, it's just like my notes that I've taken from it, but totally, if you want like an in more, uh, in more depth, is that a more in depth way of understanding this? I totally recommend this book. It's actually pretty easy to read for like a more scientific book. Um, I, I just, I absolutely love it. So, um, there's a story that he says in this book and it's kind of, it's called like the nature's plan. And it's about um, how animals are rarely actually traumatized. So I'm actually just going to read the story straight from the book for you guys and then kind of discuss some of the other notes I have on this topic. So a herd of impala grazes peacefully in a lush field. Suddenly, the wind shifts, carrying with it a new but familiar scent. The impalas scent danger in the air and become instantly tensed to a hair trigger of alertness. Alertness. I can't. (laughs) Of alertness. They sniff, look, and listen carefully for a few moments, but when no threat appears, the animals return to their grazing and relaxed yet vigilant state. So, seizing the moment, a stalking cheetah leaps from its cover of dense shrubbery. As if it were one organism, the herd springs quickly towards a protective thicket at the field's edge. One young impala trips for a split second, then recovers, but it's too late. In a blur, the cheetah lunges toward its intended victim, and the chase is on a blazing 60 to 70 miles an hour. At the moment of contact, or just before, the young impala falls to the ground, surrendering to its impending death. Yet it may be uninjured, the stone-still animal is not pretending to be dead. It has instinctively entered an altered state of consciousness shared by all mammals when death is imminent. Um, So that is literally the immobility response, is we enter a our nervous system and our brains put us into this state where basically it's the freeze response everything we just kind of essentially drop dead but we're not actually dead and our bodies do this so that if we were to die or to suffer in this situation we wouldn't actually technically feel anything um and i think that's pretty cool obviously this is just what i've learned um I am not a medical professional. I don't, I'm not, don't quote me. I'm just reading notes that I've learned from books and stuff. But uh, many indigenous peoples view this phenomenon as a surrender of the spirit of the prey to the predator, which technically in the animal's case it is, but it also, um, I'll get into it, humans do this too. So 
the involuntary instinctual parts of our brain and nervous systems are actually virtually identical to those of other animals and even some reptiles. Um, we have three commonly known parts of our brain. We have the reptilian brain, which is the instinctual part of our brain, the mammalian brain or mammalian brain, uh, or limbic brain, which is the emotional, and then the human brain or neocortex, which is rational brain, which is like, you know, all the rational thoughts and feelings. And then um, the human brain or neocortex is where all the emotions are, and the reptilian brain is the instinctual um, part of our brain where everything happens without like our consciousness. So, um, when an animal is presented with a traumatic experience, such as a predator attacking them, the prey's brain and nervous system will go into the immobility response, making the predator think that it is dead. So, and like I said, because these our brains and nervous systems are so similar to other mammals and reptiles. It's so important to study. Can you hear my cats right now? It is so important to study the way that animals respond to trauma because we can react in the same ways. Um, I don't even, did that even make sense? I, I'm sorry, I'm chaotic today. So, um, while not all animals make it past the point of going through the immobility response and surviving, um, the ones that actually do typically shake off the energy and run away. Um, that distinct shake that we see animals do every time they get shocked or they're in like a scary situation is not just a coincidence. It's not just something that animals do. It is literally them shaking off the frozen traumatic energy that they just instilled when they went into the, immo the immobility response. So that impala that was being chased by the cheetah, after it got up and realized that it wasn't dead, it shakes it off and it runs away. And that is literally shaking off the traumatic energy. When we go into the freezing response or the immobility response, we freeze the traumatic energy inside of us, inside our nervous systems. And the only way for us to process it and release it is through moving through every single feeling and emotion that comes up as we work through trauma. So... Um, introducing this tactic into our lives can be extremely beneficial. Um, like I said, while doing shadow work or any kind of trauma healing, it is important to quite literally, like I said, move through everything that comes up. Scream, cry, run, dance, jump, anything that you feel called to that will help release it, especially if you are able to do the movement that you were prohibited from once your body initiated the immobility response. So, for example, he uses quite a few examples like this in the in his book, but things like people that may have been in the hospital and been strapped down to the bed for some reason, and then they wake up, maybe they were passed out, and they wake up and they realize they're strapped down, and they kind of freeze and they go into that traumatic response. That is such a small experience that so many people may see as benign, but it is actually traumatizing. And so through different therapies, um, some therapists and like somatic healers might tell the person 
to flail their arms and legs and um, allowing all of the emotion to come up. And as they're flailing their arms and legs and crying and screaming and doing whatever they couldn't do in that moment that traumatized them will release that frozen energy. So it is also important if you possibly can, if there's a moment where you feel like you're being traumatized and your body goes into the immobility response to see if you can move through it. I know it's really hard, but um, yeah, if there's something where you're able to physically move through it, it's important to kind of reconnect to your body and see if there is anything you can do to physically move through it so you you don't freeze as much traumatic energy inside of you, if that makes any sense at all. So that was just a little introduction. Hello, Salem, you're back. (laughs) That was just a little introduction to the freezing response and just one of the many responses that our nervous systems and our brains have and how um, it affects our trauma and our healing processes. And yeah, this is something I'm super passionate about and I'm totally down to do more episodes about this kind of stuff. So yeah, if you're interested, please let me know and um, I will totally do more episodes about trauma and healing trauma and all the ways that it affects our body, mind, and soul. Uh, I am, like I said, I'm not a therapist. It's just something I'm super passionate about and I've been studying a lot about recently this year. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to share it on your Instagram story and leave a comment on the Instagram if you want. We can have a little conversation. And, oh, I completely forgot to talk about this in the beginning of the episode. I rebranded my business. Wow, I can't believe I forgot to talk about this. Okay, we're adding this here at the end now. Um, So... As you know, if you listen to the previous episodes, my business was called Wildwood Souls Co. And uh, I did Reiki and tarot readings and general wellness stuff. And it still is pretty much the same, but I have changed the name of it. It is now Ethereal Wellness. I don't even know how to pronounce Ethereal properly. I, I thought I pronounced it correctly and then someone said I pronounced it wrong. But it's just Ethereal Wellness on Instagram. The aesthetic has changed a little bit. It's It comes way more from the heart and I want it to be more of a place where I can share my personal journey and things I'm learning along the way um, without being pressured to kind of like share my Reiki and meditation training and stuff like that because yeah, before it just like, it just wasn't resonating with me and I felt like it wasn't like the stuff I was trying to share wasn't getting across properly. So I don't know, just the way I changed it, it fits a lot better now. I still do Reiki sessions. I still do tarot readings. Um, you can hit me up at Ethereal Wellness on Instagram. And um, if you want a reading, if you live near me, I can totally look into giving you a Reiki session if you're down. But anyways... Um, this episode is a little bit longer than the last one, I think. I'm trying to, I think I just need to talk slower. I'm trying to make my episodes a little bit longer. But, um, anyways, I hope you guys have a good morning, day, night, middle of the night, evening, whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that it's the episode with my friend Julia. But, we'll see. Okay, 
I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys in the next pod. Bye!